Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Polling, Joe Biden hits the pickup lines, the debate, and more polling. I'm producer Jonathan, and this is your TK20. Joe Biden is super old. But wait, Tony, you just said everything was great. Well, this is true. Joe Biden is old. It is a lie that everything is great. But his whole place sucks. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, don't get yourself totally crazy. But Joe Biden is a very old man. And America has noticed. America is fully aware that Joe Biden is old and Joe Biden is incapable. The data shows it. The polling shows it. Now, if you say to me, Tony, you don't believe polls, you're right. I never believe just one poll. I'm waiting to see what happens in Iowa. But the Democratic Party is now going to somehow not pay attention to the fact that Joe Biden is getting his ass kicked by Trump, by Haley, by other, not going to notice this? Come now. Come now. Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, there's a series of stories that have been um, coming out regarding Biden repeating stories uh, about slips and gaffes that Biden has, has been engaged in. Things you and I know, things you and I have uh, seen repeatedly Things that are just downright, well. And two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that boy's got, he got man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. Yeah, yeah, uh, Joe Biden actually referred to LL Cool J, never mind getting his name wrong, as um, the president referred to LL Cool J as boy. Oh, Lord. You know, it would be something if it wasn't the first time. No, wait, hold on. It would be something if it was the first time because it wasn't the first time. He's done this before. A comment that I'm here to tell you that if you said, if Trump said, if any Republican said, their career would be over. Now, you understand that the terminology he utilizes which is uh, absolutely viewed, and I would argue properly as insulting, 
is a vestige of Joe Biden's age. I would argue for all the things about Joe Biden, I don't know if he actually means something when he says it, but I'm not about to get into the guy's mind because he can't figure out not to say it anymore. And why? Because he is so old. Because he is unaware. Because he is incapable. He simply cannot do the job. I wonder if this is his latest gaffe right here. There we go. So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PPI anyway. It doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to, I'm going to stand not doing that. Sure. Sure, he's, he's healthy and sound, and we're all well taken care of by this guy being president. Can't deny what you cannot deny. And uh, the political left is desperate for you not to notice. But independents are noticing. Moderates are noticing. What's wrong with noticing? This is having an effect when you take a look at those polls. It is not whether or not I believe every single poll. I am a radio host, and my guy's future is not on the line. I'm telling you exactly what I think as I see it, based on my own history and based on the understanding, based on information I get. If you're the Democratic Party, how can you look at this stuff and not freak? The answer is you can't. You can't seriously. You cannot Seriously, Trump is ahead of Joe Biden by nine points. Do I need to say that again? I'll, I'll say it again for the people in the cheap seats. Donald Trump in polling is ahead of Joe Biden by nine points. I didn't actually know which sound effect to play there, so I thought maybe I would just play... I don't know. It's just what I hit. That's insane. That is criminally insane. For indictment Trump, who, by the way, has had some gaffes lately that will make you wonder about his age, up by nine? That's insane. How about noticing uh, that when you do those head-to-head polls from other places, Trump Biden, it's 47-46. Trump DeSantis, it's tied with Biden, 46-46. Nikki Haley beats Biden by six points, 49 to 43. Is anyone going to notice that Nikki Haley's in this race? Yeah, say what you will, say what you will. You're about to see it again. Wednesday is the debate night. Seven people in this debate. We're starting to get somewhere with maybe who a contender is outside of Trump. But don't deny that polling. 
And don't deny that Joe Biden is old and beatable and Democrats know it and some are scared out of their minds. Joe Biden, he is heading for the picket lines today. He's heading for the picket lines to show support for the UAW, even though the White House has said they're not going to take a side in the strike. United Auto Workers striking against the big three, Ford, Stellantis, and General Motors. Why is he going? Well, he's going because Donald Trump announced that he was going to meet with picketers tomorrow. And so Joe Biden decided to get ahead of Donald Trump. They weren't going to go, and now they're going It's all very, very embarrassing. And this White House is just in multiple levels of floundering on why it is Joe Biden is going. That's the popcorn moment. There it is. There it is. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more. Joe Biden is only going because Trump is going. But Joe Biden, who calls himself most pro-union president ever, is claiming that he's not taking sides. But he's going to appear on the picket line. So clearly he's taking sides. And the White House briefing room has noticed and reporters are asking questions. It seems like by going to stand with workers at a picket line, the president is literally standing with them in the terms that they're seeking in the contract dispute. But when you're asked about some of the specifics of that, you seem to be saying you guys don't want to get into the specifics of the dispute. So is he not standing with them on the terms with which they're trying to negotiate? I mean, to be very clear, he is standing with them to make sure that they get a fair share. That is what he's standing with them on. He is standing with them, and we've said this that that they that we that they get the record the record uh, profits mean a record contract for UAW. That is why he's going. That is what he's standing for. Now they're going to negotiate what that looks like for them, right? That's what they're doing right now. That's what collective bargaining is all about, right? They're going to talk it through what a win-win agreement looks like. But what we definitely agree on is that they deserve a fair share. Right? They deserve a fair share of, of the value that they helped create. That's what the president is saying. But the details, the specifics of what that looks like, what makes both sides happy or, or, or anything in those negoti- at the negotiation table, that is for them to decide. That is for them to decide. You're showing up as president of the United States on the picket line. You're taking a side. I mean, it's, it's just obvious and clear. You're taking a side. Why would Corinne Jean-Pierre say anything but? But it seems like he's taking away the, the past. Some past presidents have been an arbiter between two sides that are in conflict. It seems like by going to the picket line, he, he's not an arbiter between the two sides. He's choosing a side by standing. We have said we have said over and over again that this is the president that stands with union workers. This is right, that's why it's confusing where you're how, saying no, like, it's not, we're not going to talk no, no, about. No, no, no. I, I disagree. It is not confusing. What he is saying, and we've been very clear, he stands with union workers. He stands with the workers. He has said, and they have said, he is the, pro, the most pro-union president in history, and that is what he's doing. He is going to stand in solidarity at the picket line with the workers. Now, they are, they are at the table. 
they are at the table trying to figure out what this agreement is going to look like, right? They are going to decide the specifics of that agreement. What the president is saying is, and he always says this, this is nothing new. He always says he stands by union workers and he is going to stand with the men and the women of UAW. That continues to be the case. So therefore he picked a side. You, you're not crazy. She's terrible at this. There's no spinning it here. He's on the side of the union. End of discussion. And he wasn't going to go until he got basically goaded into it by Donald Trump. I don't even know if the union wants him there. Maybe now that Trump's coming, they want to see it. Maybe think they think it's going to apply more pressure. Maybe they think it will. I don't know. But listen, that spin is not spin. That spin is deflection. Don't ask me about this. Please don't ever tell me that uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is historic. Who cares? If you want to spend your life focused on the color of her skin or her sexual orientation, feel free. I would like to know if she was good at her job, and she's not. And history will state that she wasn't. She was terrible at her job. But too many people won't even care because they'll say, oh, look how historic, and they'll give her awards. Not for her accomplishments, but because of characteristics. Cheapening the whole concept of winning an award to begin with. I figured it was good a time as any to start going over just where the polls are. Just as we head into the weekend, get an idea of what's happening. Take a, a, a second look at what we think of the, the, the debate the other day. And, and did it have any movement? For anyone, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Uh, the latest poll is Economist YouGov, which has Trump 53, DeSantis 14, and Nikki Haley at 7%. And in the national polling, it, Trump is ahead by 42 points. Trump, DeSantis, Haley is how it goes. Not much separating Haley and Ramaswamy. What you have to pay attention to is the next four. Pence, Scott, Christie, and Burgum. Because the next debate requires a 4% threshold. 4% in the national polling. Pence is at 4.2. Everybody else is under 3. That means not being on the stage. That means, well, pretty much the end. In Iowa, the last poll we look at was that CBS News poll that has Trump 51, DeSantis 21, Haley at 8. The reason that poll is interesting is because it puts DeSantis back in the 20s, the first time that has happened in a good long time. Now, I say to you, as I said the other day, when you're up by 30 points, you still have nothing to worry about. But if I were to take a look at the month of September in Iowa, counting down from the first poll uh, in in September, which is the Iowa State uh, Civics Poll, 
There are one, two, three, four, five polls ending with the CBS poll. Trump plus 37, Trump plus 35, Trump plus 33, Trump plus 31, Trump plus 30. One can argue downward trend. Now, if I go into August, it was Trump plus 23 and Trump plus 26. He bumped up in September and has now trailed off. Is that an indicator of things to come? No idea. Just giving you where we are right now. If I take a look at New Hampshire, the latest poll has Trump up by 37. That's CBS News poll. Nikki Haley at 11, DeSantis at 13, but overall, Haley is in second place in New Hampshire. Christie is in fourth place, DeSantis in third. In New Hampshire, the poll before CBS was the St. Anselm poll. And in that poll, Trump was up, I believe, like 37. It's a margin of error of 3.2% online surveys of 931 New Hampshire Republican presidential primary likely voters. You can you can use that. That had Trump 45, Haley 15, DeSantis 11, Trump up by 30. Now, the CBS poll says Trump up by 37. Starting to slip in Iowa, but picking up in New Hampshire... I don't know if you can necessarily read anything from that, get a feel on that. I think the place you should be looking is in those bottom four. In New Hampshire, the bottom four is Ramaswamy, Scott, Bergam, and Pence. In New Hampshire, Pence is in the bottom four with Bergam, Tim Scott, and Vivek Ramaswamy. In Iowa, the bottom four are Scott, Pence, Christie, and Burgum. Huh, same four names. What do you know about that? Not much difference between Scott and Ramaswamy. Scott at 6.8%, Ramaswamy at 7%. But on the national side, the national polling, the bottom four Penn, Scott, Christie, and Burgum, and only Pence right now is above the 4% threshold. You also have a donor threshold. I believe it's 70,000 individual donors. So I'm not sure where any of them are with that. What I'm sure of is Burgum's number is going to go up because of the debate, because as much of a clown show as it was, Burgum had himself a nice night. No, he's not going to get the nomination. But I think people like him. They're like, this guy kind of seems to know what he's doing. Third debate comes, and these four aren't on the stage. These four are done. You can argue they're all done. But the question is, where does everybody coalesce? That's what I'm waiting to see. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. I hope you enjoyed this week's TK20. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. I'm producer Jonathan, and we'll be back again next week with another episode.